Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. A couple weeks ago, on our show about strategy, I mentioned that automation is one of the trends I think every CEO should be watching, even if it's just out of the corner of your eyes. Today's guests from NewsRx and NewSRx are here to talk to us about this trend and why it's so incredibly important. Listen, some of the stuff you would never think could ever be automated is already being done by machines. So we have with us C.W. Henderson, who's president and founder of NewsRx, along with his vice president and publisher, Kalani Roselle, and then his strategic partner, Shante Jones. So welcome to the show, everyone. It's great to have you. Thank you. So you can find out more about all the guests, about NewsRx, new SRX at CEOExclusiveRadio.com. So CW, to kick us off, talk to us about automation and what are the trends that you think every CEO should know about automation and why should we be paying attention to it? Well, automation is happening. For example, in our, one of the areas that we're, uh, we've been involved in the most, which is automating narrative content, automating journalism, automating news. In business content in general, uh, over 20% of all business content will be written by artificial intelligence within 24 months from now. Wow. It's going, it's happening very quickly. And automation, everyone is confronted with automation from the Amazon commercials for the Echo to Google announcing that it's now a an artificial intelligence and machine learning company. Mm. That's what they are. So it's happening so rapidly, it's hard to keep up with. Every single CEO of every company must understand and be prepared and ready to automate. Mm. So let's back up a little bit for people who are listening. Tell, um, tell us about your company and how automation plays a role in, in the company that you have. Right. Well, we were originally a publisher primarily a publisher of news. We evolved and became a publisher of news and books. Today, we're primarily a technology company. And So you uh, used to write stuff. Yes. You used to like write stuff. And That's people exactly would read the right. stuff that you write. That's, and now you pretty much don't write anything. That you're exactly and people right. read the stuff that your machines write. Well, but. and you know, we started uh, in 1999, we started using um, artificial intelligence to write news articles. Which just blows my mind. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, for many years, uh, obviously, if somebody asked, uh, you know, we would explain to them uh, what we do and how it works. But because our news articles, you cannot tell that they're not written by humans. We just, you know, let people believe what they want. You know, and most people, uh, until the last uh, year or two, have thought that our articles were always written by humans, and uh, and they have not been. As a matter of fact, our articles have been downloaded and read over a billion times. Automation, our automation today creates about thirty thousand or more 
articles a week. This is your company? Just our, your- just our company. Wow. And Shante, tell us a little bit about New SRX and what you do. Well, New SRX Tech is an uh, IT company, and we provide, provide technology services such as uh, custom programming, website development, network administration, disaster recovery, and API development. So that's what we're doing, and what we're doing is getting government contracts, and we're bidding on contracts for those services. Mm. So, the, I mean, the, the idea that a AI could write something that I would not recognize as not <clears> being, not have been, been written by a human, like I said, just completely right. blows, my, blows my mind. You said, I think, that about 20% of the content that we're reading in about 24 months is going to be written by machines. That's correct. I think that a couple things for me, for the benefit of our listeners, are, are, are what in your mind, right, are some other places where we would never think that there's a machine that's doing it that really is doing it? Or where do you think this is? Do you have a sense of, of where you think this is going to go, Kalani? Yeah, sure. AI is actually a lot more pervasive than a lot of people, I guess, realize. Often that, uh, often the, the, the reason for that is AI has this connotation of being only uh, sentient computers. Yeah, we think of the Terminator. Right, exactly. <laughs> we think they're going to take over right. and kill all of us. You know, you, you think of Westworld, the Terminator, exactly. And it's, while that is one side of AI, there is, a, you know, the other side of AI, a, a more, um, an applied AI. And that has to do with, um, you know, where, where you develop reactive machines. So when you develop a, a program that can play chess with someone, that's a reactive machine. You make a move. The computer calculates what should be the best move I can make, and it makes that move. That's a type of AI. There's also a limited memory type of AI, which um, a very simple example of that is the Roomba, the cleaning robot. It goes around in a room, and it remembers where it went in that room. But that's it. That's all it can do. And so, you know, those are two areas where we're seeing AI go. And really from there, it's, you know, the sky's the limit on what AI is going to be able to, to do to influence, especially when it comes to, uh, in journalism, for example, things that are being automated now, articles that have a very particular format, financial reports. Pretty much everyone does them the same. There's no analysis. There's just reporting on what the numbers are. Mm-hmm. Company performance is X or X percent down. It's outperforming the S&P by whatever. Um, so there's a very particular format for that. The numbers are pretty hard, hard meaning exact. You can automate those by you know, simply creating formats, templates for the numbers to fall into. And, and that's really you know, what, where we stand with AI right now and where it's going. People are trying to push the boundaries to push into that sentient realm of AI, into the you know, two other areas where AI is a strong AI, mm-hmm. this <coughs> sentient direction. You've got the theory of mind, which is creating AI that can understand what you're feeling and can respond accordingly. If you, know, you create a robot that sees tears on your face, it will understand that person must be sad. Something bad must have happened. I need to tailor my response to that. So that's theory of mind. Then there's the one step beyond that, which um, becomes a self-aware machine. And that's where, you, you, you know, that, that's going 
you know, even beyond if you, you could say even beyond what Westworld has done with their robots that they've created, the self-aware machine actually understands itself, what it's feeling. And it has memories. It, it, mm-hmm. it can tap into the subconscious. The realm of AI, I mean, it's growing so rapidly. So I can see a world in which, let's say, all kind of basic low, I don't want to use low level, but basic research can be conducted by AI, right? Or uh, financial analysis, right? Things like building financial models and things like that could be done by AI. My question for, for you as a, as a team is what are the things that you think can be done by AI and, and what are the things that you think will either not or not be done by AI or won't be, we won't see it for a very, very long time? At, as Shante Jones here is well aware um, of our AI systems, it is a lot of code. Yes. yes. Uh, it is writing a lot of code. And if you are willing to put out the money, the effort, and the resources to write a lot of code, you can get AI to do pretty much anything. And uh, just as an example, when we started using AI, um, I sat down with our IT folks and I said, um, hey, look, um, if I were to give you the 10 steps involved in writing the perfect article, uh, news article, which was something I had given a training course on Hmm. many times. Um, Can you just convert that to code and (laughs) write some articles? Mm. Well, those 10 steps became uh, 100 steps, and I was writing down literally thousands of steps that are involved in writing an article. Mm -hmm. And in our system... Our news articles are written using artificial intelligence that uses the exact same steps that I learned in journalism school, that I learned through my career in writing a news article. So the AI is the same as a human uh, in terms of writing our news articles. And it's because we were willing to write the code that was required, and of course over the the last couple of decades, you know, you have to keep writing code and keep revising code so that, because the world changes. Mm. So. Yeah, so we, we've written uh, quite a few programs, sub-programs, algorithms to process all of this content that moves through the IT department. We compile it together. We have to dedupe that content. content. All of this is done automatically, an automated process. So, uh, we organize the structure of the article, delete any article that's not something that we want to publish. So there, there are a lot of processes and routines that we do to, to get all of this out. And it's all done. It's an automated process. You, you can see me like, listeners, you can see me kind of gobsmacked <laughs> over here like, uh, what's the next question? Because <laughs> <laughs> there are just so, so many. It's so fascinating. So I think as a... Um, you know, from the standpoint of somebody who's running a business who's not in journalism, right. listening to this, but may have a process that they think, okay, maybe I could get a machine to do this. How do they think about the investment, right? So let's say, I'm a hard numbers person, like let's say this is a role that somebody who's, you know, fairly junior tenure would do, as I would ma- imagine a lot of these roles would be. How do you calculate the trade-off in terms of building the cost associated with building the machine or building the AI? Versus the ongoing, I guess, 
expense stream that the money that you'd be saving from replacing the AI with with a I mean re- replacing the the task with an AI. Well, quite simply, it comes down to do you have the skill first? Creating, you know, creating the the programs, the AI, the machine learning, incorporating all that together to, you know, do the processes that, you know, for example, we've been doing for a long time. It's a very particular skill set. It's difficult. There's not, there's not a ton of people out there that, you know, um, that can do it. And then if they can, it's going to take a lot of time to develop it. Um, And that's where, you know, with, what we've, you know, the direction we've begun going in is we've begun helping, you know, helping people do that. We have the automation technology. So, you know, if you go out and do, you know, collect research daily, okay, you have to go to a bunch of different websites. You have to download all of it. You have, you know, you have your team of people doing that. They bring in the data points. They have to analyze those data points. Um, of course, you know, with, with all types of research, there's going to be some quality data that you want to keep. And then there's non-quality data that you want to get rid of. So you have to cipher through all that. And, you know, more often than not, it's a very time-consuming process. And what we really believe at the, at the end of the day is automation is not here to replace people. Automation is here to free people up, give people more time to do, you know, what we do best, which is provide analysis, kind of go deeper. If you're writing a news article, it, uh, a crime report. Crime reporting can be done. All the research can be pulled in. You know, who's the uh, family, me- who are the family members of the victim? When was the victim? Um, you know, what happened, etc. That can all be pulled in automatically. And then the actual reporter can go in and spend more time doing interviews, more time understanding, uh, you know, both sides of the case, under- you know, uh, and really delve into it and do, uh, I guess in that sense, more of the investigative journalism to, pr- to, create an action, you know, an interesting story, a story that really tells what happened. And that's really where we see the, the, all the processes of automation. We've essentially done them all from the research to the analysis of what we pull in to the organizing of that content, the reporting on any knowledge event that we come across uh, to then, you know, publishing and distributing that. We've automated the entire process. So, you know, there's so many stages of that process that you know, other businesses that they can use. There's nothing that says you have to use everything all at once. You can simply take one small part of that process. You know, I, I have a lot of user-generated content and I'd love to create newsletters. I don't have the manpower for it. Great. Sit down with us, you know, with the automation tech. And what you can simply do is understand the content, understand the metadata behind the content. How would you like it organized? And that whole process can be automated. Hmm. And so instead of spending hours trying to create that newsletter, it can be done automatically without any person being involved. Right, Chante, you want to... And, the, and this requires a talented team of IT professionals. No kidding. Right, to write <laughs> all those programs. And that's what we have, a, just a talented team. Um, uh, we are subscribed to several technical or techie forums, and we're uh, members of... Uh, of forums and subscribe to the website. You so, had me at hello. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, you have to keep update, be updated and abreast of what's going on in the techie world. So that it requires a talented team of, of ITs and, to write those programs and those algorithms. Go ahead, CW. I, I, I was just going to add that um, 
uh, when Kalani said about freeing people up, you know, this, I want just want to emphasize that this is not about replacing right. people at all. It's to make your company more profitable, to take those people that, you know, you scratch your head and say, you know, they're just, are they worth that $250,000 we're paying them each year? <laughs> It seems like they're doing uh, mundane work. Uh, well, let the computer do their mundane work and, and let them earn that $250,000 a year they're making. Let them build your company. Make it grow faster. Uh, go ahead, Kalani. You know, we've got um, something we joke around with internally. One of our employees said, Adam. So when he listens, he'll feel happy. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Adam. Did you hear that? <laughs> He's actually said before, um, he said, you know, it's really, it's really cool. We're not here to make superhumans, you know, to replace the people. We're here to make humans super. You know, okay. and, and, yeah, and it's, it, we, we joke around with it, but that really captures it. You know, it's, it's what are we good at? We're good at analyzing. We're good at going deep. We're taking everything to the next stage that right now, computers, machine learning, AI for that matter, you know, it's, it, that's still the Wild West. We're not, you know, it's not there yet. Hmm. And will it ever get there? Sure. Technology is always going to, you know, continue to break barriers and go further. But where does it stand right now? It's, it's helping people do more mm -hmm. and become more effective at, you know, the, at their jobs. Mm -hmm. So a couple follow-up questions on that. So I can imagine somebody listening to this saying, okay, I got my $250,000 resource and I want to take some of those repetitive mundane tasks off of their plate. Um, I kind of know what those tasks are. Walk me through, and I don't know who's the right person to address the question, but walk me through, like, what's the process? Like, what would you need somebody to bring to you? Or what does that process look like to go from, okay, I have somebody that's doing research that I could get mm -hmm. this AI to do, or I have somebody that's just churning out the same report every week that I could get an AI to do. What's the process of going from that to actually then one day having a machine where you can hit a button and then, or mash a key, and then all of a sudden... Uh, the bottom line is to have talented people who can write code, who can take the exact same steps, the exact way a human does the process, and turn it into computer code. But that can't be enough because the, I, as the CEO or the person who's doing the task, I have to have the perfect, I have to be able to write the perfect article in order to be able to tell the machine what the perfect article is. That's correct. Right. That's what artificial intelligence is. That, it's developing correct. computer systems to perform tasks that normally uh, human intelligence does. So. But that person would need to bring to you yes. the perfect, you know, paralegal yes. or the perfect, you know, the per an example that, that you could then model the AI yes, off of. Yes, that's exactly right. Which in some cases isn't necessarily straightforward. And I think that's a problem with some early AI projects that have been done is that they did not have a human who was a master of uh, their skill and their job who was sitting with the coding people to write the code. The code must not miss a single step that the human does in, in doing their job the best and the most perfect way that it can be done. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the AI system must duplicate the human process. Right. Mm -hmm. And it can if you write enough code. One thing I'll say, just 
dovetailing right off of that is that's one of the things that, you know, in terms of this AI use in journalism, that's one of the things that really kind of sets us apart from the other companies in this industry. We started off as a publishing company with, you know, Charles has been a journalist his entire life. That's how we came to approach AI and writing articles through automation. We didn't approach it as, all right, we're a team of programmers, let's figure this out. You know, it, it was Charles sitting down and saying, all right, ha, well, ha, how do we do this? And taking down his exact formula for how he wrote his articles for all the newsletters, and then taking that, breaking it down further, and then further, and then further, you know, to, to really, to the point where, if you look at it, there's a logical decision you make at every step of the way. Is this a good article or not? Why? can break that logic down completely. But it does take, you know, as Charles mentioned, thousands of steps. Mm, mm. Programming steps. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, listeners, um, we're talking to the NewsRx team and the new SRx uh, team about automation and how you can apply that to repetitive tasks in your business. And as I mentioned a couple shows ago, I think this is a really important trend to be aware of, to understand, um, and to perhaps incorporate into your business. So now I'm going to turn the conversation to talking about how my guests work together as a team. And um, in particular, I would love to ask CW about the impact of automation on your business specifically. And I imagine there was a moment when you, after doing all these thousands of hours of coding, you know, it worked. And then you had a bunch of people who were working for you who used to write that are no longer working for you. How, how did, I mean, so make it real for CEOs, because this is the thing that people, makes people really squeamish about automation, especially given a lot of the discourse about jobs and, you know, a lot of the discontent about job losses. So talk to us about this. Okay. And it will vary with each company on how they handle it and how they deal with it. In our particular case, I'll give you, tell you the little story about it. So our, we had uh, 30 editors and um, uh, maybe 100 writers. And um, yeah, a lot of folks. And uh, so the editors especially got more demanding. And they wanted uh, editing software. So we be careful <laughs> what you ask for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we did editing software, and then they said, um, "Can you improve the editing software? You know, uh, I, can it do this and this and this?" And uh, so we kept editing features to their editing software. Uh, then the writers said. Um, well, if you can do that for the editors, why can't the computers write a draft of the articles for me and I'll polish them up? And so we said, okay. So then the computers started writing drafts of the articles for the writers and doing basically 99% of the editing for the editors. So they really weren't doing quite so much as they did before. And uh, so we started running some testing and um, the human journalists were 94, 95, 96% accurate, a, a low error rate. But the computers were running 97, 98, 99% accuracy. 
So when we realized that the artificial intelligence software was more accurate than the people and we were getting the same end product, we said, okay, let's make the shift and just let the computers write the articles. We provided assistance to those people to help them get jobs elsewhere, but we let all those writers and editors go. And That's um, about 140 people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's most of those people accepted it, but it was early on in the industry. Uh, it was not happening very much. So I would have to say that, uh, yes, there are still a few of those people that will not talk to me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> it would be different now. If I was doing that today, I would shift those people over to writing other kinds of stuff. But one of our big factors at that particular time was cost saving. And uh, it was a tremendous cost saving uh, for us. It improved profitability tremendously. And, you know, I'll tell you what it did for the user and the reader is it reduced the length of time from a newsworthy event occurring mm. and us getting it reported in the news. That's really important. It is. Uh, so it so news was getting out quicker. Uh, it was accurate. And we were able to produce more of it. At that time, we uh, were doing a lot of work for the Centers for Disease Control here. And one of the things they wanted was never to miss an event that happened anywhere in the world in the areas that they were interested in. The only way you can do that is with automation and computers. Humans cannot keep up with everything. And get it written up and getting the information back to them in a quick way. So that was real important, getting more news out quicker with more credibility and reliability. So... Um, yeah, it's it's a big thing when you when you automate, but uh, that was we started that process in 1999, and it would be different today. Mm. But uh, that's what happened. That's that was our experience. Yeah, just one corollary because I I think that the the financial implications are straightforward. How, what did you do about morale for the people who were left? Sean, well, were you around then? Well, <laughs> some of that time. What well, about the ITs? You know, we were the ones that had to write the programs right. to make it an automated process. So, Well, well you know, we the were... uh, the writers and the editors weren't really that surprised right. because uh, Shantae's work and the programs were doing most of the work for them by mm -hmm. then anyway. They could see their work dwindling. <laughs> and, and quite honestly, uh, they got great jobs. Uh, they had great experience, great portfolio. I would say every one of them got jobs making more money. You know, it wasn't like it was bad for them, but it did require a change. And in that particular time, what, 15, 17 years ago, it was, um, it was a little bit different world, a little bit more of a shock then to have your job replaced by an artificial intelligence machine. But um, today, I think it would be more understandable. People aren't taking it. People still aren't taking it very well. You would think people no, I'm not so sure I agree with that. So, you know, anyway. uh, well, well, and it is it, it is a big shift, but it, it is happening. Uh -huh. uh, it is happening. 
which is much, why I'm telling listeners, you must pay attention to this. It is happening at a rap, very, very rapid rate. Now, we have been very, very happy with the process. And instead of being a news company or a publishing company with our partnership with uh, Shantae's company, New SRX Tech, we consider ourselves really to be largely an artificial intelligence and automation company. Mm-hmm. That's what we are today. And Kalani gets calls every single day uh, from people uh, wanting us to automate stuff for them. Automation is essential today. Everyone must automate. How you shift your employees around to making more money for you is something you also have to figure out how to do. Mm. But uh, you can do that. You can use those people to make more money. Making money and making sales, uh, getting that revenue up requires humans. You know, the <laughs> the robots are not going to make sales for you. Uh, all right. So that's one thing. If you want job security, go into sales. Um, <laughs> at least at least for now. So one of the things I want to ask about in terms of this, you know, idea about morale and, yes. you know, the human human impact of all this, the 24% of the content that's going to be written by, by machines, uh, do you anticipate that the journalists, that are not going to be writing that content, much like in your your situation, are going to find other things to do? Because I imagine that the pie is only but so big, right? And so you know, are those journalists going to do something else? What, what do you, I mean, if you want to speculate on what's going to happen, because I think it has similar implications for other skilled, what we typically think of as highly skilled labor that may be replaced by AI. That's what I'm asking. Well, I think what we're seeing, especially in the world of journalism, is there's a very... There's a lot of emphasis on analysis and opinion. The news that's currently being put out, um, that's being done um, using AI, is reporting on events. The LA Times did it four or five years ago now, I I, I believe. They started doing crime reporting. They created a blog that was just the crime beat. And it was all AI-generated articles. That didn't take take away anyone's job. That actually helped the reporters find leads on good stories. So instead of sensationalizing, you know, nine crimes that, nine homicides, for example, that happened, and that was actually the specific focus was on homicides. It was the homicide um, report. They could actually use the AI-generated articles to quickly peruse, you know, 100 homicides and find the one, two, three, four best ones that they, that, you know, really highlighted something, something wrong, or uh, really needed more kind of discussion. So, you know, in terms of automation, I, I believe it. You know, and, and we believe it. Um, kind of, that's just our focus. Is that that's exactly what the AI is going to do? It's going to allow us to allow journalists to really step above the noise. There's so many news stories that are happening, and people now are trying to cover everything. That's what Twitter does. Twitter is kind of noise. A, a noise machine. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it's, it's produced it, it, people, you know, every event is a news story on Twitter. Yeah. No matter how large or how small. And as you know, a, a, as as we get better and better as uh, AI writing articles, uh, automated articles, as that improves and becomes more pervasive, we're going to see um, examples like the Washington Post using it for election coverage. They, it, 
well, they, they, they didn't produce autom published automated articles completely without human interaction. They were more robot assistants. But we're going to see those robots begin to report on, um, you know, poll numbers, on election results down to the, you know, town level. That's going to be what gets covered. And so then what, where do journalists go? Journalists go and take that next step further. So what does this mean? And that's where, you know, we could see, you know, possibly more long-form journalism, more long-form discussions on the more important issues. And that's really what ultimately we should be talking about anyway. Right. You know, we, we get so caught up in, in the small things, in, in, in minute topics that really, mm -hmm. if we take a step back, we realize, wow, there was a lot bigger issue here that we needed to address. Right. Plus, the only, the only uh, guy who was using AI, I think, uh, accurately predicted the outcome of the election versus mm -hmm. all the pundits That's did. Right. So, you going to say something, CW? Go ahead. The impact of AI on all industries, you know, uh, uh, we've been talking a lot about journalism and writing and reporting and publishing, but, uh, uh, you know, all industries uh, are doing automation to intelligence, and that's what uh, we want to be able to provide help for is, um, you know, regardless of what area, what industry you're in. And I'll just take one related area that we're involved in. Uh, that a number of, of companies, uh, I mean, some of the biggest companies uh, in the world have come to us uh, wanting to know, wanting to provide feedback to their customers and potential customers through the form of newsletters. And everybody wants to do email newsletters today. And they'll come to us and say, you know, we've got all these people writing news. Then we got a create all these newsletters. We've got to uh, send them out to our customers, and our potential customers. You know, is there some way you can help us automate some of this, you know? And we have had, we haven't had a human create a newsletter or do a layout or pick the stories for a newsletter in, well, in more than 10 years, a uh, maybe, more than that. maybe more than 15 years. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, our, our process allows a company to do automated, say, email newsletters, 100% automated. Uh, you know, you can uh, do the layout. You can pick the best articles. You can decide who they would go to, if it's a CEO, if it's um, a CTO, a CIO, CFO. You know, you can decide what content... Uh, they will get using an automated system and really keep them updated and send them a lot of information that you want. Now, then you take those humans and let them write some incredibly outstanding content and send that out to your customers and just blow them away. Instead of those you know, 50 people having to write those mundane articles, let them just produce some of the best uh, information that your customers and potential, potential customers could ever have. And uh, that's what we would like to see happen mm. more and more. And it would Im improve, uh, you know, everybody's business yeah. uh, that way. Wonderful. So I'll ask if you have any closing thoughts to, to share with uh, with our listeners um, about the future of 
the company, the future of the technology, new things that are going on. You mentioned um, that you can help people automate if they choose. Well, I think the biggest takeaway um, or the biggest thing that, you know, kind of the direction people should be focusing on is just understanding tech is never going to stop innovating. Tech is always going to be moving forward, whether it's automation, AI, machine learning, whatever it may be, it's always going to, there's always going to be people pushing the boundaries of what's currently possible and what's going to be possible. And, you know, with that understanding, you know, should, should come an acceptance and, you know, an appreciation for it an appreciation to try to understand, okay, how can I apply this to my business and how can I stay, if not ahead of the curve, at least with the curve. That's really what, where, you know, CEOs and leaders in general, that's where they should focus because there's too many companies that you see, it's, you see that there's such a focus internally, how can we be better? But there's, not so much of the same focus or appreciation of what's everybody else doing? Where's everybody else going? And then what, you know, what, for us, I mean, technology is such a big focus. And we, and we find this, you know, uh, this automation, this AI machine learning, we find it a very interesting area, a natural language processing. So we, we like to stay at the forefront of it. And, you know, it's a little, you know, unofficial policy we have is, Always try something new. Always. If it's a new technology, get a trial. Try it. See what happens. If it sucks, it was free. (laughs) You know? And if it works and it helps, you know, I think the time was well worth it. You're not going to spend, you know, hundreds of hours doing this. You're going to spend maybe an hour. And, you know, it's, in a sense, it's kind of like an investment. Some, you know, some work out, some don't. But the ones that work out, they're going to work out really well. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that, that's something that if there's any takeaway, that should be it. You know, don't be afraid of what's happening out there and what's new. Mm. You know, new is not always better, but new is still worth a try. Great. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being on today's show and sharing with us these amazing insights on automation and how to use it in, in business. So and, and thank you also, of course, to everyone who's listening on today's show, we talked a lot about automation with the News RX team, C.W. Henderson, the founder and president, Kalani Roselle, their vice president and publisher, and then their strategic partner, Shante Jones at New SRX. On Thursday, you can check out our blog where we're going to summarize the key takeaways, and there are a lot of them from today's show. To find that blog and to find out more about our guests, to listen to past shows, go to CEOExclusiveRadio.com. I am Soyini Koch and have a profitable, productive, and very prosperous week. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at AnonaEnterprises.com.